Welcome to Current Situation, your weekly political pulse. I'm your host, Joshua Gale, alongside South Carolina State House Representative Jordan Pace. Every week, we aim to help you navigate the complex world of politics through biblically conservative perspectives. Before we jump into today's conversation, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. We began writing these songs almost 15 years ago. We were just having fun, and we wanted to share that fun with others. The dream stayed alive after all these years. This album is about where we are now because of what we've been through. It's a celebration of our stories, the lessons we've learned, and how anything is possible when you're bound to be together. Be on the lookout this spring for Gail Burt's new EP, Look At Us Now, on all major streaming platforms. Visit gailbird.com to learn more. Today we're joined by a well-known connector of people, entrepreneur, activist, patriot, nonprofit leader, and 100% Irish underdog, Eric Corcoran. Eric, nice to have you on. Oh, it's, I, I'm just so happy to be here. I've been hoping that this would happen, and I, I'm just so proud of both of you. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Uh, Eric and Jordan and I have known each other for, for many years. Um, there was a time where the three of us uh, graced Charleston Southern University with our presence, and I think that was a, the peak of uh, the university. Um, and uh, <laughs> all, all joking aside, um, we had a wonderful time there. Great place to be. Uh, we had great friendships uh, and uh, have kept in touch over the years and, and um, you know, just kept it, you know, stayed involved with each other. And Eric, you have been extremely busy. And you're like Jordan and myself. You've got your hands in, in, in some incredible initiatives to help people and to love people, care for people, better, better yourself, better the state, better others. Um, so, um, but what we want to get to first is your story. It's a remarkable story, and I think it's one that needs to be shared. Uh, and so let's, let's dive into that. Yeah, well, f first of all, you know, one of the things that is so special that we all went to CSU is, you know, think about like, that whole model of integrating faith in learning, leading, and serving. And that's what we're doing yeah. today. It's just in different right. ways. It's just like different battlefields, but it's the same war that we're in. Um, you know, my story kind of started out very much underdog in the sense that um, I was told I'd never play sports. Uh, I was told I'd always struggle speaking in front of people, which is kind of funny now, speaking a lot of places. And, you know, just that I would be special needs, essentially, or autistic. And my mother fought for me in doctor's office after doctor's office in Southern Ireland. They all said the same thing. Um, and it took, and I have to have some fun with Jordan here. It took an English doctor, God forbid, to see that I just had allergies and they were ready to send me off to autism camp and disregard my future. But the fact was that mother, my mother fought for me and, you know, it was a long process, obviously, from that point, holistic medication, stuff like that, to be able to catch a ball 
tie my shoe, open a door. I mean, any of those kinds of things you don't even think about, right? Every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but today I've done a lot of throwing, I've done a lot of speaking, and I've done a lot of adventuring for the cause of liberty. I love that. I love that. You know, it's uh, we, we joked about it earlier. You know, what do you get when you get a, a Scotsman, an Englishman, and an Irishman all on the on the same uh, a rowdy time. together? <laughs> you get a rowdy, you get a rowdy time, and and um, and some um, you know some great stories. Um, so when I encountered you at Charleston Southern, you know, um, you know, where were you in in you know, if we can, if you don't mind, if we can, you know, go into this part of your story, where were you in, in, in your quest for citizenship? Oh, man. Yeah, that's the whole other. <laughs> so it took, you know, 18 years to finally put my hand up in that little immigration office in Charleston. Uh, I came over first on the religious visa, and then that went to applying for green card, then got the green card, then applied for citizenship, then got the fingerprinting. That I mean, like people don't know all the steps it takes legally to do it the right way. And um, at that stage, I was still a year or two off because I had to drive. Can you imagine this? From Missouri, working for Ted Cruz on his campaign, 15 hours to Charleston to get sworn in and drive straight back. <laughs> I think I had two hours of sleep, um, but it, it was worth every second, Josh, to, to finally get there and say, I am an American. And I did it the way that honors my adopted country. And Jordan appreciates this. I am Irish by birth, but I'm Southern by the grace of God. I love That's right. I was honored to be in, in the room, you know, while, while you were doing that. And how I met Eric was I had been in Istanbul for several months, uh, coaching a football team over there. I came home and on my voicemail was a, a friend of mine, John Root, was one of my roommates. He said, Hey man, I got this guy who's here this summer. He's Irish. He loves Southern history. You're going to love him. I said, this is, this is a prank. And my next voicemail was Eric, uh, saying all those things. And I said, this, this isn't real. And then I called him. Sure enough, he's real. Uh, real life, can't imitate it. And we've been fast friends ever since. So, Eric, what, Eric, what led you, um, it's like professionally, from so CSU, you mentioned working on Ted Cruz's campaign. Uh, I know you worked on a few other presidential campaigns in that same time period. Uh, what led you to start Businesses for Liberty, and what is Businesses for Liberty? That's a great question. Uh, Two major things. So you remember very well, Jordan, in the summer of 2020, uh, our history came under severe attack. Uh, Every monument was basically called into question. Everything was terrible. And I just said, look, I'm not even from here. Okay, I'm Irish and I love South Carolina. And we have to learn from our history. The good, the bad and the ugly make us who we are, just like our memories. Mm -hmm. Whether you love Calhoun or you don't, whether you love the defenders of Charleston Monument or you don't. So I saw a lot of fear um, in business owners uh, that were like, Eric, they (laughs) privately messaged me. We love what you're doing. But if we're seen with you, we'll lose half our business. But just know we're praying for you. A lot of uh, veterans did the same thing. Um, so I saw that. That was the first thing that kind of hit me. The second thing was a, a thing called the election in, in 2020 uh, when I saw what happened. And I went to Washington January 6th, did nothing wrong. I was way in the back. And I just saw all these people, guys, with Starbucks mugs and Burger King wrappers and all this fast food stuff. And I went up to one guy and I said, what are you doing? He said, what? I'm here for my, you know, free, fair election. I said, you're drinking from tyranny. 
while we're standing for liberty. Stop drinking from that. And he didn't even connect the dots to that moment. He's like, you're, you're right. And he took his Starbucks mug and threw it out. It was one of those, you know, disposable ones. And I just, it hit me. I was like, we are complaining while we're feeding the monster. We're feeding this globalist takeover of our country. And if we think about every purchase as a vote, we're voting with our dollars. So I decided to start Businesses for Liberty to vet business owners that love our country and are willing to say we're not globalists, we're Americans, we're Southerners, we're proud of our liberty. I love that. And um, we've said, you know, before, Sean Foyt, you know, who, who um, we've spoken to, he's coming to the Capitol. He has been all over the nation worshiping at every Capitol, you know, through COVID, through shutdowns, through churches shutting wow. down everything. The guy's a true patriot. He's a barometer of what's going on across the nation. You're an incredible barometer of what's going on across the state. Every time I, I see what you're doing, you're in a different city that I've never heard of in South Carolina. And it, we don't have the largest state. You can in a few hours you can drive across the state, um, but I see that you're in a, in a different city. You're with a different business owner. You're, you you've put a lot of miles on your car, and you're a good barometer of what's going on across the state of South Carolina, and you have a, a good idea of, of how people truly you know, feel. Um, and so that's a, that's an incredible thing. You know what is, you know. You're showing people that, hey, you can support small businesses and small businesses can support other small businesses, you know, and we can have a thriving economy. And Jordan and I have said on this podcast that mm-hmm. business in America is represented 99% small businesses make up the the foundation of business in America. And um, so, you know, what have you seen driving across the state? What did you hear from folks? Um, and, um, you know, what, what would you like to report back? Yeah, no, that's another great question. I mean, one of the things that I'm very proud of is that BFL, we're very strict. So we have five core pillars that we go by. So any business owner, I asked them before, when we ever go into any business discussion, are you pro-life, pro-liberty, pro-history, remember that one, pro-history, pro-Second Amendment, and America first? And if they were kind of wobbly, like, I don't really know, like, we just don't work together, right? So I don't have anything against them. It's just that's our litmus test. I can't go to all these patriots and say, shop here, and then they couldn't even answer my questions, right? So that's a big thing for me. So once we vetted these people, oh, my gosh, Josh, I love going around and, yeah, checking, like, what matters to them. But the, the really, we just, I just got off a call right now with about 20 of our business owners, and there's optimism. There's belief that, you know what, there is something rising. There is liberty rising in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua Cook said that to me, uh, actually, the other day up there in the upstate uh, you know him well, Jordan. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, people are are waking up, you know, that the fear was all about control. And we all know that here, you know. Mm-hmm. There was so much in the guise of safety and don't question. No, people are done with that. Libertarian people, right-wing conservative, even middle of the road, people are just saying, we want something different. We're done listening to the experts on all these things. And we want to work with each other. Also, the other thing I tell people is when I'm talking to them, you get better service from small business owners. Yeah. You get a better experience with small business owners. So I think to answer your question, though, what I'm hearing is people are believing in their communities again. Not necessarily in the not in Columbia, not in Washington, D.C., but they're believing in Powdersville. They're believing in Walterboro. Mm-hmm. They're believing in King Street, places you're talking that people don't hear about. But Good. they're wonderful places. Those are my favorite places to go, to be honest. 
Right. And, you know, it's really, we're not playing into this national narrative that we can be separated by just, you know, the script that's being played out, you know, across media. There is, there is either completely this way, completely this way. And, you know, and it's, and it's really in an effort to, to separate these communities, you know, you work with pastors, you work, you know, you, you work with all sorts of different people across the state. You know, one, one goal of this podcast that, that Jordan and I, you know, while we do this, uh, every week is to to try to destroy that that narrative um, of of yeah. separate you know separating people separating you know people within communities separating the state you know we we often look at the state we've got the low country we've got the PD we've got the Grand Strand we've got the upstate we've got the Midlands um, you know that somehow that you know one may be better than the other or one may be this you know you've what I'm trying to say is there's you know hypothetically. There's always a way to try to separate folks in some in some different way, but at the end of the day, um, you know we're all patriots. We're all citizens of the United States of America, and we want to see you know less government involved in our business and our families, and we want to see you know more opportunity to thrive um, and to you know own property and businesses mm-hmm. and and exactly. you know without someone else telling us exactly how to do it. Um, and how much we need to, you know, do things their way. Jordan, go ahead. I know you're holding on to something there. I was going to say that that reminds me of um, a book I was reading last you know, a couple of years ago called "The Makers," the, the Maker versus the Takers, and how Jesus often criticized uh, you know, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the wealthy. But it was all it was every time he criticized wealthy folks, it was people associated with. Uh, people that got their wealth from being associated with government, either the Roman government or the temple. Mm. He never went and criticized the Galileans for mm. you know, the tradesmen, the small business owners, for making a profit from selling their fish, from okay. from woodworking. Like that never happened anywhere in Jesus's ministry. It, uh, so, really, just connecting the dots there from a biblical perspective. There's nothing wrong with making a profit. You can, you know, there's some some folks of different political persuasions that kind of criticize that anybody makes a profit is taking advantage or, or what have you. But um, the biblical mindset there is if you're using government power to get money from your fellow citizens, that's wrong. If you're providing a service to your neighbors and trading with them, uh, that's good. Like that is the created order, the way things are supposed to be. Eric, on the businesses for liberty side, uh, are you finding more businesses, more business owners uh, than you thought you originally would have? When, like when you started this process a few years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, I I really had no idea. I mean, the funny thing is, I don't have a business degree. Like we, you know, we we all have our different degrees from CSU. And I, did, if someone had told me. Five years ago, I'd be uniting business owners. I'd be like, you're nuts. I don't even have a degree in that field, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, I wondered, especially after the monuments and all that, would there be people going, oh, I don't want anything to do with that guy. But in actual fact, this was amazing about what God can do. It planted trust in people saying, if you're willing to do that, we're going to go with the people you vouch for in business because you stood when it wasn't easy to stand. And people remember mm-hmm. that stuff. They remember, and, and speaking of money, like it's the love of money. 
that's the root of all of this, not having money, right. you know, and, and I think that's, again, where people go wrong. And I tell people, hey, with if you make a lot, you can give a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not barely Absolutely. able to make it yourself, and then you can't help your neighbor. So mm -hmm. we've actually had business owners in BFL, for example, who have literally paid for someone else's membership who couldn't mm -hmm. afford it for that year. I mean, I love that. You know, like that shows they were doing better that year, so they were able to fund another business to be able to be promoted and be in, in our membership. I love that. How, how do you become a member for business for Liberty? Um, and, um, I know you talked about that process now, but, um, I believe it's businessesforliberty.com. Yeah. So every single one of our 238 business owners I've personally vetted, I've been either on the phone with them or we've gone back and forth in email or zoom or, or some way. Uh, I've asked them those questions. Our sign up process is extremely simple. Uh, once they get through those five, uh, essentially at that point, I need to figure out how many employees they have. And then depending on what packages they want to go with, it just depends on how many times they want to be promoted throughout that year, whether it's through the interview through, you know, if they had a sale going on, how many times they want to be seen on 13 social media platforms to 64,000 people. I love that. I've seen it. Yeah. I see you working really hard week to week doing that. Uh, it's not something that you just kind of throw in the back burner. It is something that you've invested no. <laughs> a lot of time. Um, it is but I love it. I, honestly, Joshua, like, it is a lot of work, but I absolutely love every bit of it. At Businesses for Liberty, we proudly promote Patriot business owners who are pro-life, pro-liberty, pro-history, pro-Second Amendment, and America First. We believe for such a time as this, we must build a patriot economy. Wouldn't it be great to get behind small business owners who believe in America, support families with the needs that they have? Wouldn't it be amazing to be part of that? Well, you can be. Check us out at businessesforliberty.com, where we do that every single day. So, uh... Speaking of things that you love, and uh, I don't have a whole lot of time left, but I know you started something new uh, that uh, based on two things that you love very much that we haven't talked about yet. So tell us about Throw the Ball. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because I never get asked about Throw the Ball Foundation. I, I started Throw the Ball Foundation for two reasons. Uh, one, we both love the Cubs right? <laughs> we both love our That's Chicago right. Cubs. Um, but secondly, because, well, back to the beginning of this interview, um, you know, I was told I could never catch a ball, uh, throw a place for to any of that. And when we immigrated to America, I fell in love with two things, American history, which proved itself Amer Southern history. And secondly was baseball. And I remember reading the newspapers, right? Like Braves edged the Cubs three to two, and you'd read about what happened in the game. You guys, I don't know if you guys did that with your parents, but mm -hmm. I remember doing that, the grabbing the sports section, uh, going and actually seeing guys like Sammy Sosa play the game, um, and just always wanting to play myself. And I never really got that opportunity in college. I was so into politics and stuff, and then, you know, uh, different things. But here I am now thrown with people that are disabled, that are elderly, that are younger, that have pitched in the major leagues. I've got Kyle Farnsworth want me to drive down to Florida, pitch for the Cubs, the Braves, the Rays. He wants to set me up at his place and, and have some fun for a day. But like, it shows what's possible. So what, here's what happens. Okay, so just to take you through, if I took you out and did throw the ball, I throw with you, get your best throw, even if you only had one on camera, get that picture, put some music with it, I interview you afterwards and say, why is it important, Jordan, to throw the ball? Not because of how good you are, 
but why, why does that mean to you? Because everyone's different. You know, some people have told me, well, yeah. I had a really abusive home and it was the only thing that brought me joy. Other people have told me stuff like I had drug addiction and I had a great chat with my brother, tossing it back and forth. So there's so many stories that I've been able to uncover through a very simple exercise called throw the ball. That's awesome. And, and obviously you picked the Cubs being the greatest underdogs in, in baseball exactly right. uh, to be fans of. Yeah. <laughs> we finally won it in 16. Finally. Yeah. Right. That's right. I remember that. It was a great moment. That was a I had to change my whole eschatology viewpoint after the Cubs won the world <laughs> series. I figured that had some kind of play in the end times, but apparently not. The, the, the philosopher was taken off Wikipedia. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. 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 Well, that's tale for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Eric, it has been great having you on here. Um, it is always great to catch up with you. Um, you're such a, a great person, and um, we can't wait to to spend more time with you and, and um, hope to see you this weekend at Jordan's campaign kickoff. Um, yes. It's going to be a great event. Uh, it's going to be a incredible victory for Jordan this year. Um, we're just going, like my hat says, from victory to victory um, because we know the victor, and that's Jesus that's Christ. Right. And, um, and so we know, you know, our power and authority, we know that we're called to rule and reign. Um, and we're doing that. And we're so thankful for what you're doing in this state. You are a true patriot. Uh, and we're so thankful for what you're doing. Uh, for the folks that are listening on, uh, in the show notes are the links for what Eric is involved in. And if you're a business owner in South Carolina, and we know that some of you are that are listening because uh, we've spoken to you, uh, follow those links and uh, have a conversation with Eric. And to say the least, it's going to be a great conversation. It's always a wonderful one. Eric's a great listener um, and um, really knows his stuff and loves the Lord loves this country, loves this state. Um, so stay tuned uh, for next week uh, that Jordan and I are going to talk about uh, some more things going on here at the State House in the, the wonderful state of South Carolina. And uh, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.